studies include the relationships between the heavens and the earth, between fixed human nature and innovative change, between violence and law, and between security and liberty. Such themes become evident as we examine the range of his writings, prose and poetry, political theory and history, diplomatic dispatches and private correspondence. Of course, in a relatively brief introduction to Machiavelli's thought, it will not be possible to investigate all the details and nuances that helped shape his intellectual vision, but both the enduring questions that exercised his mind and the evolving answers that he gave to them are rendered more transparent by means of a holistic approach to his life and work. The deeply dichotomized quality that one finds in Machiavelli's writings is replicated in turn by the highly divergent interpretations to which they have been subjected. From almost the moment of their publication, his works, political treatises, literary creations and prose texts, engendered strong and extremely polarized reactions from his readers. Was Machiavelli a teacher of evil or a proponent of republican civic virtue? A trickster or a political scientist? A principled statesman or a pundit? An inveterate liar or a man of his word? A parodist or a stern revealer of painful realities. In my view, the deeply divided reactions of Machiavelli's audience to his writings, from the 16th century to the present, reflect the profound dichotomies with which he wrestled, and which informed both his life and his literary output. In confronting his main themes, Machiavelli showed a pronounced ambivalence. Human beings seemed to him powerless before supernatural forces, yet also able to overcome external limitations. They appeared constrained by their own natural psychological makeup, but empowered by their ingenious capacity to reshape themselves and to innovate political institutions. They responded to fear and threats of violence, yet could be moved by legal regulation to act for the common good. They craved physical security, but desired to possess freedom and to exercise imperial dominion. It is probably safe to say that at no time during his career did Machiavelli finally and adequately resolve these tensions. Rather, they continued to trouble him and to stimulate his reflections throughout his life. This, then, forms the core of the Machiavellian project his unrelenting engagement with contradictions that he could grasp and articulate, but never quite move beyond. Consequently, the organization of the present book represents an attempt to capture and to stabilize for the contemporary reader the primary elements of Machiavelli's worldview. If we seek to identify the essential doctrines or teachings of Machiavelli, we will be permanently frustrated. If we turn our attention to the contrasts and contradictions that animated and disturbed him, however, we will encounter the complex texture of his thought and the enduring legacy of the quandaries, if not solutions, that he bequeathed to later centuries, ours no less than earlier ones. Of course, this understanding of Machiavelli may not satisfy readers who want to apply a definitive label to his work, as has been the tendency of most previous scholars. Since, on my account, such final conclusions are not possible, 
I have presented in this book the textual evidence supporting my approach, derived from the full range of Machiavelli's writings, without entering into direct dialogue with or criticism of preceding interpreters. But it may be useful to highlight a few ways in which my vision of Machiavelli differs from the bulk of conventional scholarship. First, I take seriously Machiavelli's references to supernatural forces and do not judge him to be sacrilegious, impious, or even particularly hostile to fundamental Christian tenets. Moreover, I do not find him to be an exceedingly immoral or amoral thinker, but instead a shrewd student of the human condition as it applies to public affairs. In addition, I view Machiavelli as neither a proponent of monarchy, let alone tyranny, nor an unalloyed defender of republican self-government. While he may have preferred a popular regime, he acknowledged the strengths as well.